0: Thanks for calling the Midnight Drive-In. No one is here to take your call. This week, it's time for Parents' Day with Stay Tuned and Mom and Dad Save the World. God, you know, I bet nobody gets all the jokes in Stay Tuned anymore. Those kind of parodies don't age that well.
1: Drive away your worries and cares at this drive-in theater.
0: That's why to familiarize you with the movie rating symbols, which will be used by this theater, we present the following guide for parents and young people. X, no one under 17 admitted.
2: Uh, So the very first horror hound ever, we went and we saw that uh, Jeff Fahey was going to be there. And I believe he was on Lost at the time. So I was just like, oh, sweet. Like, Jeff Fahey's going to be there. Just not not someone I'd ever had a chance to run into before. Then about halfway through the weekend, I realized, like, I haven't seen Jeff Fahey at all. Where's Jeff Fahey at? And I asked somebody who knew, like, the guy that ran the convention. And he's like, oh, you didn't hear? And I was like, no. like apparently on the first day of the convention uh, he didn't have blue sharpies at his table so he like freaked out and threw a big old tantrum and they had to throw him out of the hotel that's awesome (laughs) that's like over blue sharpies like yeah he was like he almost like threw his table like turned his table over because he was so mad
3: Oh dare they not carefully fulfill every note in his contract uh,
2: I'm I'm sure that someone could just be like yeah we'll have someone run out and get you some blue sharpies it won't be that big of a deal
1: or you just use black ones like a human being
2: yeah
3: I, I'm just say Jeff, Jeff Fahey's great and all that but could you imagine Jeff Fahey trying to think that being Jeff Fahey gives him some kind of
1: sway to get away with that kind of shit <laughs> Yeah, he's not nearly famous enough to pull that, is he?
2: He's like, I'm the motherfucking lawnmower man, bitch.
1: I'm just saying,
3: people barely tolerate Tom Savini being an asshole, and he's like a fucking legend. <laughs> yeah, you already, already screwed up last week. I don't
1: know, I don't know how it works, but I know that halfway through one of my sentences, an ad kicked in when I was re-listening to the podcast. So it's like,
2: oh yeah. It's
3: literally, now, me
1: saying half a half a sentence, then a McDonald's commercial, and then the rest of
3: my. Oh sentence. my god! I didn't listen to that. If they started jamming ads in the fucking middle instead of
2: hold on, in the end, there is a reason. Uh, so through our other podcasts, challenged, uh, we've been offered a Spreaker Prime account, which basically means we get free podcasting hosting. Which normally it was like fifty dollars a month, I think. Uh, so we get it free, but now we have to run a mid-show break. I tried to go in and place it better. Apparently, I did not. Yeah, it was it
1: was the last sentence before the break, so it was pretty clear that it was supposed to happen. Ah. At the break.
2: See, I thought I had clicked far enough. Apparently, I had not.
1: Yeah, it, it, I, I'm sure. Get it all worked out eventually. Yeah, but just in, just in time for us to start hating each other and storming <laughs> off the show. Well, damn, damn your
3: success on your other show, <laughs> generating revenue but causing shitty ad breaks in the middle
1: of shit. <laughs> But, it is hilarious to me that, like, McDonald's
2: advertises on our show. Because it's, <laughs> like, it's so weird
1: that this, like, giant corporation is, like, we got to reach those 150
2: people. I had a, I had they're, all, they're all losers in the basements
1: fucking complaining about movies. They must want junk food.
2: I had a friend, like, message me. He's like, you guys are sponsored by Toyota now? I'm impressed. And I was like, oh, yeah, don't be impressed. That's just the... Uh, <laughs> That's just something our hosting, like, threw a random commercial on the front of it. But the good news is um, if either one of you ever want to do your own spin off podcast, uh, you have free podcast hosting to That's make it much dope. easier. So just keep that in mind.
3: I mean at yeah. least we don't have to do something like The Dollop which I love that podcast but you know they have to do like fucking 15 minutes ads at the beginning of every show and it's yeah. just about yeah. enough to make fucking, fucking phone the, the other
1: the other side of that is when they're done their podcast they don't have to get up and go to work the next day cuz that's what they do right I'll read 15 minutes of ads if that's all I have to do <laughs> Well, at least uh, at, at
3: least I feel like They're honest too about the fact that They're shilling and they're not as bad As somebody like Aaron Mankey's podcast Which mm. are 20 minute podcasts And it's 15 minutes advertising There is no fucking show it is just Ads and then him going I'm Aaron Mankey, And this is me making money
2: <laughs> I love MailChimp For If you want me to email I, you I would do that too If you want me to email you About lore Sign up for Mailchimp
3: Jesus fuck yeah. I used to love that podcast I, I I don't even subscribe to it anymore I was like no fuck this I just I can't I can't do it
2: I think I dropped it even before it even got really bad. Yeah, there's got
3: to be, there has to be some kind of fucking ratio of show Mm. to advertisement. Like, there has to be. The dollop, yeah, the dollop does 10 to 15 minutes of ads at the beginning, but it's typically like an hour, hour and a half long podcast, so I can tolerate that. His Mm. is 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah, that's the good thing for for all of our stuff. We just have to have one at the beginning, one in the middle, and one at the end. So, that's like a minute 30 total. That's not horrible. See
3: I really wish I knew which uh, advertisements they were going to be, so that I could do awkward uh, lead-ins to them.
2: Well, it's it wouldn't work because every time it gets downloaded, it's a different ad. Yeah. So some one person may get like three certain ads, and then th- someone else will get three different ones.
1: Yeah, that's yeah that's literally. Sexy. I've literally downloaded our podcast through two different apps before, and it had two different sets of ads, and it weirded
2: me out. <laughs> You're like, how does that work? Yeah, I've downloaded... Uh, like, i downloaded... Because Tim, one of my co-hosts, has his own podcast called Internet Freak Show, which covers just weird internet mysteries that will randomly pop up. And uh, I downloaded his new episode, and there was an ad for the television station that i work in the building with i'm like this is weird like i know the people that are talking in this ad that would creep me out (laughs) so it'd be like if you downloaded something and you heard anthony doing an ad over top of your podcast
1: sometimes when I'm just walking around I just accidentally hear
2: Anthony (laughs) Uh, he's still he's still working at your office
1: oh yeah yeah I talked to him today Hmm. tried to I'm thinking about buying a new streaming device so I tried to get a straight answer from him about uh, you know what he uses and what Mm -hmm. he thought uh, I I should get and it's uh, (laughs) a it nice was a pretty long roundabout well I'm looking for much much cheaper options that are just for streaming movies
3: <laughs> the cheap little Roku that's mm. probably what I'm getting
2: uh do you have oh you don't have Amazon Fire up there do you
1: uh I think you, yeah I think you can get a Fire Stick up here
2: because I think you can uh get one of those for like 25 bucks it's like nothing
1: yeah the Rokus and those are about the same price yeah um what I've found is that Roku has Shout Factory apparently has a free channel on Roku mm-hmm. and I want to see that so that's how yeah. I made that decision
4: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> at which point I will get it load up that channel and find out that all those movies are available through a bunch of other apps but whatever yeah, gonna... but,
2: but they're, they're going to be streaming uh, Chopping Mall for 24 hours on Black Friday so
1: yeah but I'm super cheap, so instead of going out and buying a Roku today, I emailed the link to my girlfriend and told her when my parents inevitably come to you and ask what do I want for Christmas,
4: <laughs> just
1: <laughs> forward them this. <laughs> forward them this, and then please go buy it for them so they don't screw it up because they're not really technologically savvy.
2: <laughs> we I'm, got you a Roku, sure
3: guys. I'm sure you guys talked about the old Disney Plus last week. I haven't listened to that episode yet, but... uh Yeah.
1: What
2: well, uh, have you been D- watching? Disney
3: Plus is consuming my life. Yeah. It's problematic. There's a... I,
1: if you look at the list, there's a number of Disney Plus movies added to it. And that is simply because if they weren't on there, I wouldn't watch the movies that are on the list. I would just start
3: watching Disney <laughs> Plus. You know I couldn't. I couldn't give two shits less about the movies that are on there. It's all the fucking old cartoon series.
1: Yeah. No, it's... I haven't gotten into old cartoon series yet because there was still a mm-hmm. new cartoon series that I wanted to watch. <laughs> yeah, it's a problem. It's, it's, it's there's the, too, there's too we've officially hit too much content. I'm probably gonna have to think about getting rid of a streaming service. Mm. Like it's
3: there was I was gonna say there was a run in the '90s where Marvel was doing these cartoon series, and they and they all basically only did one season, with the exception of Spider-Man and X-Men, which went fucking forever. But mm-hmm. but you know they did like Silver Surfer, Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk, Fantastic Four, fucking. Just just shit tons of them and I'm like, oh yeah. And they're all so good. I don't know why they all didn't go multiple seasons.
1: It's also the original MCU. A lot of them do crossover. Mm-hmm. With like the actors from the different shows showing up and everything, so good good luck if you go down that rabbit hole, you're gonna have to watch all of them.
3: Yeah. The fu- the funny thing is the thing the the thing I always remembered about the uh the X Men series from the nineties was the fact that the episodes carried over.
0: Yeah. So, like,
3: it was uh, serialized instead of episodic like most kids' shows are. And then wh- what I didn't remember is they were all like that. Yeah. Maybe with the exception... Well, with the exception of Spider-Man, kind of. Spider- Spider-Man spider was more of, like, a villain of the week, but but it did have carryover stuff.
1: Yeah, it was... It... it it was kind of the uh, the the mixture I I don't want to say it but it's kind of what Buffy did where they would have the Monster of the Week (laughs) episodes but they would still have the through storyline which is really it's really impressive some of those cartoons that they managed to do that even like I've tried to watch a few and they don't all hold up particularly well in my opinion but it's impressive what they were trying to do and it's impressive how much they were able to just take like issues of the comics and put them on your TV screen. I was going to say
3: X-Men doesn't just hold up, it's still fucking awesome. Got
1: yeah, it. That's the one I remember watching the most back then. So that's the one I got to revisit.
3: The voice acting, the voice acting is a little uh off-putting for some reason because I feel like it was very 90s-esque voices. I don't What
1: it what it is is it's before voice acting became the art that it is, right? Right. And that's really probably where Batman the Animated Series changed everything, where it, it became like, hire good actors, get them in there to do actual good performances, rather than just hire guys who will read the lines into a microphone.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the fa- I, I think it's just, the fact that they had the balls in a kid's show to kill off a main character in the second episode,
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: and, and then have the next four seasons deal with a bunch of the characters trying to deal with the fact that he died yeah <laughs> like it's intense you're like yeah that's see that's a way to do a kids show let it like challenge kids you know
2: so have you uh jerked off to rogue yet you know
3: that's
1: it I'm not sure if that was an appropriate question I mean, I guess that's a good way to kick off our Jeffrey Jones episode You're sitting there going, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, jubilee, no, ah! Uh,
2: (laughs) So as, uh, as Doug alluded to, we weirdly have a Jeffrey Jones episode that was not intentional, at least on my part I didn't remember who put these movies on the list.
3: I, I put them on the list. Here's right. the problem. I just I just picked them both because they were both like quirky '80s yeah. uh, comedy, non-comedy kind of movies. And if if you take any of those, any of those from the '80s or early '90s, and you just throw a dart at a dartboard, Jeffrey Jones is in that fucking movie.
4: <laughs> he was in every movie.
1: It's true. Now, I was hoping we could avoid the more controversial topics um, regarding that actor. But the problem is, in the middle of Stay Tuned, he starts making comments that (laughs) make it impossible to ignore.
2: Uh, I've never seen uh, Mom and Dad Save the World. For some reason, like, I remember seeing the trailer and stuff. For some reason, I thought John Lovitz was the dad in it. So I didn't even know Jeffrey Jones was in this movie until like we started like getting ready for it, and then I was like, "Wait, what? We're doing I didn't Jeffrey know Jones
1: he was in week?" Either one until you put up like the little thing coming soon, I'm like, "Oh shit!"
2: <laughs> uh, so weirdly enough, we're doing two Jeffrey Jones movies where the mother and the father go on an extraordinary adventure and end up appreciating each other much more once they're done.
1: Exactly. Yeah, very wholesome.
3: <laughs> and, and and both, while their children are suspiciously just allowed
1: to run amok.
2: <laughs>
1: well, it was 92 technically, but it was sort of the 80s, so...
2: Oh yeah, both movies from 92 we, as well. We'll,
3: yeah. we'll talk about it. I mean, Stay Tuned, it's kind of excused because of the setup for it. Yeah. Well Mom and Dad saved the world. They
1: don't even check on him. They're just like, Pack the shit up. Fuck that kid.
4: <laughs>
1: yeah, fuck that kid. He survived Terminator two, he can survive this.
2: Yeah. I was a little worried. I'm like, how old is he in this movie? Probably not a good idea for him to be that close to Jeffrey Jones.
1: Yeah, it's probably good they got Jeffrey Jones away from
2: him. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> they had to get him that off planet.
1: Let's assume that, that in the uh, in the original script that that was a very tight, close father-son relationship where they're all always hugging and shit. Then they got on set. And they're like, let's pretend the kid's going through a skater phase and he doesn't yeah. want to be around his parents.
2: <laughs> <sighs> all right. Well, Noah, since we're talking about it, why don't we get into Mom and Dad Save the World?
3: Uh, so Mom and Dad Save the World is about... Uh... <laughs> Uh, a mom and dad obviously who mm-hmm. are like the most stereotypical parents that have ever been parents you know what i mean you've got mm-hmm. the dad who just kind of grumbles and makes dad noises and the mom with the mom haircut and the the mom cat shirts and shit
2: sadly <laughs> played by it. terry Garr. at first i was really like oh man she looks yeah she looks like a horrible mom in this Luckily right. later they 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 make her look a little bit better
3: Right uh, They are abducted By a Ming-esque ruler Of a distant planet Only in this case it's John Levitz Who is the <laughs> Emperor Todd Spango
1: Let's be careful about what we're saying about Ming when you refer to this guy as Ming
4: <laughs> Poor
3: Ming Well I mean that's what he is he's he's a, he's just shitty ming that's right
1: what... all right shitty ming is fine he's yeah <laughs> that's, that's... Well, i mean i, sure I, I think clear. that's supposed
3: to I'm, i think that's supposed to be the entire joke of the movie is that he's shitty ming oh, oh this movie's supposed to have jokes in it all right
2: oh,
3: <laughs> oh man uh, so basically it's a planet full of idiots With a weird sub-race where all the uh, males are bulldog people and all the women are fish people. (laughs) Which which begs a lot of questions that I don't want answered. Because that sounds
1: terrifying. Yeah, I was happily assuming those were two separate species until they started intermarrying. And then I'm like, I guess not.
2: Yeah, but their children aren't like aren't like a combinations of their species like the the girls come out as fish and the boys come out as dogs it's very strange
1: yeah well and it's weird too because the the fish ones it's just their head is a fish and their body is a human body Mm. but the dog ones their whole body is a dog body so it's very very different Hmm. it's very strange
4: yeah
3: uh yeah but basically the planet is uh completely populated by idiots uh, one of the nice things is that uh, we get Eric Idle in there not for much of the movie but having Eric Idle
2: in anything's pretty awesome yeah. D- Doug and, was confused by
1: I, I do not know why he's in this movie I'm grateful he was in this movie his performance is actually great like you can tell he's full on putting effort into this little scene that he gets but
2: I think I read funny. somewhere that like one of the writers or maybe the director was friends with John Cleese so maybe that was that was the connection. Maybe.
3: And we <laughs> George, also have George the obligatory... We have the obligatory Wallace Shawn cameo.
2: <laughs> Naturally. He was fantastic.
3: Uh, but, I mean, that's the entire movie, basically. It's just a bunch of... 90% of the jokes are just that everyone on this planet's really fucking stupid.
2: Well, yeah. the the driving force is John Levitz wants to marry Terry Garr...
3: Yeah, marry Terry Gar and blow up the world Yeah Stop taunting me with your lusty
2: gyrations (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Doug, what did you Uh, think of this
1: movie? uh, I didn't think a lot of this movie No It it had its moments Um, Eric Idle is the highlight of that But um, Really? It, it, I just John Lovitz at best is a Saturday Night Live actor. He cannot carry a movie. I don't think Jeffrey Jones can carry a movie either. You've got a movie that stars the two of them. I, I just don't find either of them. They don't have the energy necessary to be the lead in a movie.
2: Mm. Well, guess it, what? Either
1: one of them make acceptable background players.
2: Well, guess what, Doug? This movie is what caused John Levitz to not be a Saturday Night Live actor. Really? I had read that uh, they were supposed to shoot this movie over the summer, because apparently this was shot in 1990, and then didn't come out till 92. Okay. Uh, it was supposed to be shot over the summer, and production, like, the schedule just kept getting pushed and pushed. And then it turns out that the shooting was going to overlap SNL for, about, like, two weeks, and apparently Lorne Michaels felt like being a huge dick and was just like no either you can't have two weeks off you either show up and do SNL or you stay and do your shitty movie and so John Lovitz basically was like I'm gonna stay and do my shitty movie
1: alright well he made the wrong choice see what's (laughs) ironic about that is if they could've worked together I think this movie as a recurring Saturday Night Live skit might be quite funny right like five minutes of every guest actor has to show up and interact with this planet of stupid people might be funny. <laughs> but, you know, whatever, an hour and a half of it was just... I, I, like I say, there were there were individual moments that I thought were quite funny, um, but overall it was just... Camp is very, very hard to pull off, and if, if you don't nail it, it ends up getting hard to watch
3: I I would say the difference between so you've got um, this is one of those movies that's basically you know it's just supposed to be funny moment followed by funny moment and you have movies that do that really really well something like airplane right that you just cackle like a fucking crazy person through the entire movie and this one it's not like it's not funny but it's more like instead of tackling like a madman you're just kind of like snickering through the whole movie like hee hee hee, that's pretty funny and then he hee
1: yeah like there are a number of moments that elicit that type of a response and, you, and I think you're right like in order to buy into something this stupid you have to just be laughing the whole time and not care about how stupid it is but if you're not if you're not gut, gut laughing at it then it's you start to think about how dumb The thing you're watching is Does that make sense?
3: Right, no, and, I, and mm. I think I'm with you on it I just don't think, I would I would never Call this a bad Movie because it's supposed To be a silly comedy and I think it, it Does silly comedy So I would call it like a Midland Comedy movie, if you just want something To snicker at that's weird and, and Ridiculous, this is a great
2: movie to watch I just going to say, did you at least enjoy the special effects and stuff?
1: Oh, not really, no. <laughs>
2: okay.
1: Um, no, and, and I thought, I think there was another movie where we had this same discussion. Uh, I'm trying to think. It's one of the one of the weeks when Tony was on, we talked about a movie. Terror Vision? Terror Vision, that's the one. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, I, I don't think the special effects in this movie are necessarily bad. I don't like the decisions they made for the aesthetics of this world like I just Mm. didn't you know I I didn't enjoy that now that's obviously just a matter of opinion so somebody else can maybe you did enjoy it but uh it it was uh for for me I just like when they got to that planet I was just like something better happen and nothing really happened like
2: Jeffrey Jones had also, a wedding to stop. Come on, Doug. Don't say nothing happened.
1: Okay, Jeffrey Jones. <laughs> no, like I mean, like actual funny, funny moments. Like I say, the Eric Idle stuff when they're in that cell and he's chained up and he's so dumb that he forgets when he's talking and when he's not. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Um, the moment when when Open Jeffrey Jones meets, me- yeah, when Jeffrey Jones meets his kid out in the desert. And, uh, he, uh, he, the kids are all like, they're wearing these giant bird helmets and they're (laughs) like, we wear these, so we won't be recognized. And he's like, my God, you have birds this big on your planet. And they're like, no, it's like, well, then why would anyone believe you're real birds when you wear these? And they all just simultaneously like turn and look at each other and they all take their helmets off all sad. (laughs)
4: Like
1: (laughs) that moment made me genuinely laugh. Like I thought that was great. It's pretty good. The light
3: grenade, not not the continuing (laughs) bit of them all dying, because they could have just, like, skipped that to one cut, and it would have been funnier instead of doing it, like, five times. But the second, not the first guy, but the second guy is the funniest one, where he's like, everyone, be careful. There's a light grenade. And they're like, we can't see it. And he
1: goes, it's right here. And he picks it up. (laughs) 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 See... That sounds funnier when you say it than it was in the movie. There's a recurring joke in this movie, too, that I I don't know why it didn't work for me, because I feel like it should have, which is, like, there's all these little signs to tell people what to do, and they're very, very specific, and then when you do them, they kill you. So there's, like, like the light grenade is the example of, like, this will kill you if you pick it up, and it's like, well, why would anyone pick that up? And he turns it, and it says, pick me up on it, and it's, like, (laughs) fiendish, isn't it? (laughs) It's like, that should be funny to me but I think maybe because it was just so later into the movie that I had kind of checked out a little bit I didn't laugh at it because there's that's basically the same joke when he's uh, Jeffrey Jones is in the spaceship flying around and he wants to eject and he's like, the light is flashing and it says, you know, jump out quickly or something, and he's like, I know, but I can't find the eject button, and then that's the button you have to push like, that should be funny but <laughs> like, I recognize that that's a joke it's just, I think maybe because I'm It's the kind of joke that if I was already laughing, I would continue laughing at more so than one that'll get me started laughing. Does that make any sense?
3: No, I get it. And I think there's a bunch of there's a bunch of stuff in this movie, too, that like I find very, very funny, but I could see exactly why somebody else would not find it funny. Like the whole Todd Spango with his like weird alopecia or whatever, (laughs) where he's constantly putting on fake eyebrows and fake beards and wigs and shit and I don't know why but that's so fucking funny to me and I totally
1: get why other people think
4: (laughs) that's funny
1: I see that that's a joke where I think because I don't really like John Lovitz I feel that maybe that's why I I don't find that funny if it was somebody I liked more I might enjoy that
2: ouch shots fired John Lovitz
1: I was gonna say,
3: see, and I fucking love John Lovett, so maybe that's why I find it funny. The scene the scene with the mutton chops where he's like mutton chops are goatee. <laughs> I yeah, fucking I love that scene.
2: So I feel like I fall kinda in between where I didn't like love this movie, but I didn't hate it either. And it got a couple laughs out of me. I feel like if I would have saw this when I was a kid I would have a big old nostalgia feel about this yeah movie.
1: I, th- I think there's probably some truth to that
2: mm-hmm. so what do you love about it Noah?
3: Uh, I, I think I've pretty much listed all those things I don't know yeah. I've, I've, I personally find John Levitz to be very fucking funny all the time and once again I get why other people don't think he's funny but but I certainly do and this movie's just nothing but John Lovett's doing weird dumb shit
4: <laughs>
3: him trying to poke his fat back into his stomach
4: <laughs>
3: it's just delightful uh, I, I think Doug's right about Jeffrey Jones not being able to carry a movie Jeffrey Jones is a very good supporting actor but yeah you try to put him in the lead on anything and you're just kind of like okay well I'd rather you be the principal affairs,
1: you know. (laughs) Yeah, like he—he's actually quite good in the next movie we're going to talk about when we get there. But it's here; I think it was just too much of him, and he had—he had too much to do. Like at one one point, point he's supposed to like be the idea because he's—they're kind of doing the idiocracy thing where this average guy is like super smart on this planet of idiots, and (laughs) he's supposed to come up with this plan to help these other guys invade the castle and take it back from john Lovitz and everything and it's like well none of that is interesting to me to watch i'm just like thank god kathy ireland's here so i have something to enjoy about these scenes
2: (laughs) uh her ending up being the love of wallace sean i think is one of the greatest decisions ever
3: I really like I'll tell you what, I really like his scene too, where they, they strap the guy into the, the mind melt machine or whatever where it's reading off his thoughts and Wally Sean's just verbatim reading every thought going through the guy's <laughs> head. He's like, I wanna punch the guy, but
1: if I punch him, someone will punch me.
4: <laughs>
1: See that was that was actually a funny moment and that's Again, Wallace Sean's a guy, you bring him in, you give him his little cameo. You let him do that thing that he knows how to do. And everyone has a good time with it. Yeah. I would say Jeffrey
3: Jones. So so as far as maybe the he might be lacking in that, that uh, potent charisma department. But I think what he does do very well is kind of like physical comedy. And, and all of those gags, him making funny faces and that kind of stuff's really funny. Or like him stuffed in a wallace sean sized fucking uniform walking through that
1: fucking building
3: is really funny
1: (laughs) yeah i don't know if i'd use the term really funny but i see i understand that it's a joke and that isn't technically humorous so uh
2: saying that jeffrey jones has too much to do in this movie i would say is correct uh, the unfortunate thing is I feel like they did not use Terry Garr to her full potential and she did not have nearly enough to do in this movie.
1: True. Did you not think they should have spent some time with her, like she should have been freaking out when she met all those space dogs and space fish. Mm-hmm. And then you could have like there's gotta be humor there. There's gotta be I don't I'm assuming she could handle this acting load of just like panicking and then learning to become friends with them and making it all funny and then you had because by the end when she's like leaving and she's promising never to make tuna casserole again and stuff that should have been like a gradual thing right she should have got there been panicking and freaking out but she's handing her camera to a dog as soon as they get to the planet and asking it to take pictures of her
3: oh I see know. I actually thought that was funny because that is a great weird mom joke where that's all your fucking mom cares about is getting fucking pictures of
1: stuff <laughs> I guess Yeah But I I just think the idea of like If she was like running around all petrified Like her and Jeffrey Jones And then like they separate And then when he meets up back with her again Now she's friends with all these aliens That to me is kind of funny And he could be all confused about it And do some of those facial expressions that you like Mm
3: -hmm. But yeah like I said, I, I'd call it a fair to Midland This is a fair fair to Midland movie So if, if you are looking for something Funny That you don't need to be super invested in This is probably a good one
1: It's like the weakest recommendation Any movie's ever gotten <laughs> And it's from Noah Who's usually like so adamant about things Well,
3: I just know So this one I, I, with Especially with comedies You have to be real fucking careful giving hard recommendations on stuff because it's it's so fucking subjective
1: oh I agree yeah
3: like I find this movie funny enough that I've watched it several times but <laughs> I don't know how many other people have seen it more than once or twice
1: uh, and I think what Brian said is probably key if you saw it for the first time in 92 and you have some nostalgia for it and stuff that might help but for me it's like I'm just watching it and I, like, the whole time I'm wondering like why so like the, the the kids getting left home alone and like Jeffrey Jones is supposed to be this typical dad but we're not even going to bother to write the really obvious jokes about how he's trying to keep the because like the older brother from Blossom is, a, is fucking hanging out with the daughter and they just leave <laughs> them alone at the house together and they're like what, whatever 15 maybe and I'm like I don't think you leave your 15 year old daughter at home alone with her boyfriend for the weekend do you
3: I don't (laughs) don't know maybe if you're Jeffrey Jones and there's cameras in
2: the house (laughs) god damn it
1: uh, guess I walked into that one
2: yeah I did think that was weird I think that's what uh, stay tuned actually has more going for it is we sort of are equally checking with the parents and with the kids like they're all part of the story Whereas yeah. this, as soon as they leave the house, like, there's no checking back in until the very end of the movie when they come back home.
1: No, like, they, the younger son, like, rides off on a skateboard, and for all we know, he was gone all weekend, too. And when he, like, like <laughs> when they get home and he comes riding back up on a skateboard, like, that could be the first time he's seen that house since they left. <laughs> and it's, I found it all very strange. The stuff like that where I'm just, like, if you're trying to set them up as this typical family, have them do the typical family stuff, right?
2: hmm yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, anything else?
1: I will say the, the biggest mistake this movie made, and mm. I'm not even sure if it was intentional or if it's just a coincidence, but there are multiple references to Vacation in it. Mm-hmm. You notice they're driving the station wagon with all the stuff loaded on the roof, and then you see Jeffrey Jones like trouncing through the... Desert looking for help. He looks just like Chevy Chase coming over those sand dunes. And I'm like, dude, don't remind me of vacation while I'm watching this movie. <laughs> <laughs> don't draw to my attention how much more I'd rather be watching that other movie because it's. it's you're not going to win that battle. There's going to be very few people who prefer this to vacation. <laughs> so. Uh, I, I'm not, again, I'm not even sure if that was intentional, but it when you notice multiple things like that I started to go, I wonder if there's other things I missed
4: Mm -hmm.
1: I mean odds are one of those two boys in the opening scenes played Rusty at some point most actors in the 80s and 90s did
2: (laughs) Uh, so a weird thing that's on IMDB which is probably not true well I'm not even going to say probably there's no way it could be true
1: let's assume it's true
2: uh well it says this is an unofficial sequel to my stepmother is an alien <laughs> <laughs> and so i'm like no that's true. that doesn't make any sense no
3: chance they no literally chance. have nothing in common
2: uh, no i was even looking like is it like a uh like a they have a writer in common or something and they're like well i thought maybe they did a movie where uh you know the the family flies off to uh, the stepmom's home planet. So I thought maybe like they reworked an old script or something, but no, there's literally nothing in common.
1: Are there like are there actors that crossover?
2: No. It, it's just it's just a lie that's on the IMDb for some reason.
1: That's weird. That's a weird thing that John Lovitz did, was sneak in and put that on IMDb to try, get, try to make this film seem better. <laughs> 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 try to tie this into my, to a better movie so we get better reviews.
2: Need some of that Ackroyd money.
1: Yeah. Uh,
2: all right, well, Doug, why don't you tell us about Stay Tuned?
1: All right, Stay Tuned, also from 92. Uh, the one and only John Ritter, plays a TV-obsessed couch potato. Mm. And uh, right around the same time that his uh, his wife is ready to leave him for watching too much TV, which is such a weird 80s thing to have happen in a movie, <laughs> um, the devil shows up and offers to sell him a new TV set and satellite system on a free trial. And the big twist is that they husband and wife gets sucked into the satellite dish where they are basically put on the devil's own tv network which is uh, a series of shows that are all parodies of real shows but altered to seem like they are from hell and uh they basically if they can manage to survive for 24 hours then they get out but if not their souls belong to the devil and uh you know, all their kids are at home trying to figure out where the fuck they went, and every now and again they get to turn on the TV and see mom and dad in funny situations. True. And of course, at the end, at the end, you know, the big life lesson is don't watch so much TV.
2: Mm-hmm. Get out and live life.
3: Yeah. I I can point out though the biggest flaw of this entire movie, mm-hmm. okay, and, and that is if you did not live through the appropriate era of references, you will not yep. get any of
1: the fucking jokes in this movie. <laughs> like, have, have you guys, did, Have you either, does either one of you have like IMDB or Wikipedia or something open with the list of references in it? It's just it's the longest list of references yeah. ever. It is like, and I mean some of them are very good some of them are less funny you know the exercisist was one that kind of made me laugh in the moment but I'm thinking yeah you you just had to be around at the right time
2: <laughs> uh sadistic hidden videos
1: yeah,
3: yeah <laughs> Dri- driving over Miss Daisy
2: <laughs> <laughs> three men and Rosemary's Baby
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> three men and Rosemary's Baby when that baby pukes out at those guys I'm like that's funny Dwayne's
3: Underworld
2: (laughs) Uh, which I read they had actually gotten a hold of Mike Myers and Dana Carvey to see if they wanted to do a cameo oh Uh, my god but apparently they were actually filming the first Wayne's World movie so they didn't have time to come over and do it that's really funny
3: the dude doing Mike Myers does not do a good job but the dude doing uh, Dana Carvey does a really good impression where you're almost like is that Dana Carvey
1: (laughs) See I actually think the guy did Mike Myers did well as well. I I mean I knew it wasn't him, but
4: <laughs> no, I'm see. just
1: I, I made the mistake of calling up the list now and I'm staring at it yeah. and just chuckling. I'm like yeah. remember Meet the Mansons was my favorite because it was just that <laughs> special level of clever where it was like you had to know that, that that was the Manson family and stuff. It was just one of the smarter jokes in the movie. <laughs>
2: uh my three sons of bitches is pretty good <laughs> <laughs> the,
1: the one that made me laugh and i don't know why it made me laugh was 30 something to life where it's just yeah, a, right. just the guys sitting around having that really soap opera-y like conversation but in a jail cell
2: <laughs> uh i liked uh, different strokes where it's just people having different <laughs> kinds of strokes <laughs> They're
3: just complaining about their symptoms. My left
2: side's gone <laughs> numb. <enough. laughs> uh we didn't really get to see anything, but the home shoplifting channel was pretty fantastic.
1: It's a great idea. That's one of those ones where they that's the other thing this movie I think gets right. It's those ones that are just good ideas, but I don't know what you would ever do with that idea. That's fine, <laughs> we'll just have that flash up for a second. Some of them are just during the credits at the end, like somebody's flipping through the channels. <laughs>
2: Uh, let's see. We got Beverly Hills, 90666. Uh, that was just a graphic. Didn't really go anywhere. I love Lucifer, but I would totally watch a movie called the golden ghouls. (laughs) 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 Uh, murder. She likes, uh, facts of life support, (laughs) which is just like, fuck, uh, fresh Prince of darkness. And, uh, Maybe one of my favorites uh was David Dukes of Hazard. Yeah. <laughs>
3: is it weird that Fresh Prince of Darkness? I, I know what they're going for, but instead my my head is blending together the film of Prince of Darkness with the no, Fresh that's... Prince of <laughs> Blair? So that's all I'm simple. seeing is Alice Cooper dressed up like Will Smith. <laughs> 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 that's
4: a funny joke. Uh
2: yeah, yeah. The the parodies in this are done super well and super fantastic.
3: Yeah, and I, yeah, I, I like not... the way they Sorry, go ahead. Oh, you can go ahead. I was going to say it's not exactly like this one's a plot heavy movie or anything. No, they're just no, stuck in a
2: TV, much... <laughs> yeah, jumping yeah, between it's shows,
3: gag after gag, and uh, John Ritter's John Ritter, so he's so fucking pleasant you can't help oh. but like anything he does.
2: His performance is always, like, so fantastic. Like, when they get to the wrestling portion of it, and he's just standing in the ring, he's like, oh, don't worry about everything I know. Is wrestling is completely fake. And then he gets, like, punched in the back, and he's just like...
3: (laughs) <laughs> I th- I th- really thought the best joke of the whole thing is at the end, whenever he gets a hold of the remote and he's like hopping from channel to channel, to channel really fast. And it's always this horrible stuff. And then finally he jumps into one and it's literally just three's company.
4: Like There's nothing,
3: there's nothing like, weird nothing about, it. about it. Yeah. It's, it's just three's company. And they come walking in there like, Hey, what's going on? And he's like, <laughs>
2: <What's> the <channel? laughs> uh, So good. Yeah, and I think
4: part of what makes this movie I cuz uh, spoiler alert, I really like this movie. Mm.
1: Um what I did I I think it's John Ritter, right? Like he's just so oh, good. Course. He's just so likable and his physical comedy is is laugh out loud funny and then he's got a great supporting cast like like mm-hmm. we said Jeffrey Jones is doing the supporting role as like the devil's programming advisor or whatever the hell he's called and it's like yeah that's a perfect role for Jeffrey Jones and Eugene Love Levy you. is great in this movie playing like he plays like the guy that he uh, he worked for the devil but he made the wrong statement and he got thrown into the shows <laughs> and so he ends up just he's following along through all these different channels but the whole time he keeps getting more and more beat up. <laughs> I love the the line of dialogue where he's like, those wolves were so stupid, all I had to do was let them gnaw on a couple of my limbs and the rest of me could just escape. And he's so proud of himself. Oh yeah, we forgot about that one. Northern overexposure. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, just people yeah, like getting the- frostbit and eaten by wolves.
1: Yeah, again, if you weren't alive and watching television when all of these shows were on i don't know what the hell any of these would mean to you i'm sure these aren't funny jokes if you weren't you know 1992 is the year i graduated elementary school it's pretty much perfect for this age (laughs) for this movie right
2: oh of course
1: because i don't think i've seen this movie since it was new and yet when I started watching it, I could like, oh, this is gonna be the part where they turn into a cartoon, oh this is the wrestling Like, I started remembering everything. I'm like, Oh yeah, Captain Lou is in this
4: <laughs>
1: oh, Yeah. I
3: forgot fucking I, I pointed that out and nobody was happy. <laughs> the lady Fred was in the room and stuff, I was like, Oh shit, it's Lou Cabano and she's like, Am I supposed to know who that is?
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> Isn't the is girls it's... just wanna have fun video? Is that no. Old? goodies are yeah. good enough damn it
3: the wrestling manager he was Andre the Giants manager for a little while (laughs) Uh,
2: yeah the the cartoon segment is fantastic they got Chuck Jones to do it
1: that's fascinating to me that Chuck Jones just came in and did that
2: which I read uh, that he started working on that like eight months before they even started filming the movie
1: well, animation takes a lot longer. Oh yeah, than yeah, it yeah, think, but, yeah. It, it makes
2: sense. I just love that he's just like, well, hopefully this lines up with their attitudes for the rest of the movie. But of course, he's Chuck Jones, so it works perfectly.
1: Yeah. Well, and part of the beauty of this film is that it doesn't have to line up right. Like it, hmm. you—the characters are jumping from scene to scene, so everything can just be different. I was
3: going to say the other thing I do not like about the movie is I don't like the uh, the addition of the a, a super intelligent hacker son for no fucking reason. Like <laughs> that
1: part was super weird, and it, it leads to my one like big question about the movie, which is like, who the fuck is this movie for? Because that hacker kid, sure, in a in a kid's like Disney movie of the week, that character makes sense. But in an actual movie that people are paying To see in theaters you can't have a kid Who just knows how to just He just flips like three switches and moves his G.I. Joe Out of the way and all of a sudden he's now connected To the satellite and stuff So that's the weird element to this movie Where it's like I don't know who the audience For this movie is supposed to be Like it's its weird
3: Well and that's probably why it wasn't A very big success Yeah <laughs> We're chowing to it People weren't ready for Dokes with his fucking weird ass
2: haircut. It's <laughs> yeah, so fucking weird. Weirded me out. I think I literally think he showed Surprise, up on. He showed up on screen and literally out loud. All I said was, "Surprise, motherfucker." <laughs>
1: oh i like i had it took me a minute eh because the hair i guess and like i had to like, like i know that actor and i have to figure it out so i'm like imd being it while i watch I'm like oh shit it's dokes now i have to rewatch all of dexter thanks a lot
2: <laughs> even though dokes was only the first two seasons
1: yeah, but I'm not going to watch two seasons and then stop.
2: Well, you can at least watch up to four and then you can stop.
1: I'm going I'm cl- to claim I'll watch the first four, but then the ending of four <laughs> will be so good that I won't be able to stop. <laughs> and then eventually I'll be mad at the writers again. It's, it's a vicious cycle. There's no way around it.
2: Uh, so some of the weird trivia about this movie. Uh, I don't have any details, but it says, based on a story that aired on Unsolved Mysteries. What? <laughs> So, did somebody get like a new satellite set up and then they just mysteriously disappeared and nobody knows why?
1: I feel like that's probably what it is, or there was like maybe a a theory of a serial killer who went door to door selling satellites or something.
3: (laughs) For some reason, there was an episode of Unsolved Mysteries that was about John Ritter getting in a fist fight with a (laughs) cable installer. (laughs) That's
2: hilarious apparently also tim burton was offered to direct this movie but he turned it down to make batman returns instead
1: that'd be really interesting mm. I, like, I had read that as well and i'm like oh my god like that's uh, uh
3: not not to get down on the person who directed this movie who i care who the fuck is
2: peter heinz but,
3: yeah but if tim burton directed this movie at that time this movie would have been a giant success.
1: Yes. Yeah. Now, it would have been very different. And I think, right. like, you know, famously, Tim Burton doesn't like to use existing scripts, right? So he would have shown up and changed a lot. And it's hard to know whether that would have worked or not.
2: Hmm. Uh, and then. Oh, where was it? I just missed one. Oh, apparently on the name board in the control room and how? There's an office office message saying to remember that Tuesday is Saddam Hussein Appreciation Day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have to rewatch this movie again so I can pick up that joke. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, so I found out I don't think I've actually seen this movie it, the entire way through. Like I remembered a lot of it, but there's like the uh, weird French Revolution segment. I did not remember, and pretty much anything, like, past that, I didn't really have a memory about unless it was in the the trailer. Oh, really? So, at some point I must have watched this and then stopped, and then never watched the rest of it.
1: Like, the biggest memories I had were definitely the cartoon segment.
3: Um, mm-hmm.
1: But... I'm not. Oh, well, the cartoon segment, and I definitely remembered him showing up on Freeze Company. Like,
2: mm. yeah, that's, that's the kind the, that's trailer. the, kinda... the, the entire the,
1: trailer? the
3: entire Dwayne's Underworld thing. For some reason, is the thing that sticks in my head. Just because <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe it's because I saw Wayne's World a million times and them doing the jokes of extreme close up and like hitting him <laughs> in the face with the camera, and then let's do the extreme close up with a red hot poker in the eye. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, but yeah when we decided to do this movie I've, I'm like oh man I've been meaning to pick that up on Blu-ray and I haven't yet so it was a good excuse for me to grab it so now I can just pop it in whenever
1: yeah no, and I think it is it is just a fun light movie that you can just it's weird because the, the humor in it is quite dark with all the you know hmm. with the, you know, but it's also you can just kind of go with it go with the flow you'll laugh a lot if when the different references pop up <laughs> they seem to do just enough of them at, at any given time like when the kid is flipping through the channels at home there's just enough of those references where you're like okay that's enough of just doing a joke and then moving on back to our story
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I mean as we've mentioned pretty much anytime uh, John Ritter's on camera he's just fantastic like his performance yeah, maybe, in this is awesome
1: maybe one of the flaws is at the beginning of the movie you're supposed to be like he's supposed to be kind of like the bad spouse and I'm, I'm not, not sure it's that it's possible to dislike John Ritter so
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I will say this I think the the whole there's two major problems with the movie that kind of bugged me one is just that like, like the structure of the film doesn't really make any sense like it should be that they jump into this like what should happen is they get sucked into this thing she's all mad at him he uses his knowledge of tv to save the day time and time again Mm -hmm. and then at the end she should use her knowledge of some tv show that he doesn't know about to save the day and it it ought to be about them coming back out coming together that way right and instead Mm -hmm. at the beginning it keeps being her that saves the day and I'm like, well, that's kind of backwards because she's not the one that watches all the TV shows, so she shouldn't know. She shouldn't be the one that knows how anything works, right?
4: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so, I mean, at the end of the day, I didn't care because as long as it was funny, I, I, it didn't bother me. But it just seemed illogical. Again, like this—that seems that part seems to write itself. So just do it.
2: Yeah, that's a good point.
1: So I don't know. And then that's just me being overly analytical of a. Uh, slapstick comedy movie but whatever <laughs> the other the other major problem with this has you're not going to like this part of the conversation brian oh, but oh. the biggest part the biggest problem with this movie is that they're trying to make john ritter oh, that he's the bad guy he ignores his wife and watches tv he ignores his wife and watches tv mm-hmm. and then she comes in and says you need to turn off the tv we need to have a conversation right this second and he says, there's four minutes and 16 seconds left in this game. We'll talk when it's over. And she won't leave him alone. At that moment, everything flips. Now she's the bad fucking guy. That is a live
2: sports <laughs> event.
1: That no, is a live I'm... sports event. There's four minutes left to go. And it's a basketball game. If anybody knows anything about basketball, the last like four minutes are all that counts. The rest of the game is just almost always very cl- very close. And then the last four minutes is when you decide who wins. I do
3: believe he also said they were in quadruple overtime, so he'd probably been watching that (laughs) for a long time. Yeah,
1: just let him finish his fucking game. The game is on now. The game can't, you can't watch that game later. That's not how it works. Let him finish his game, and then you could sit him down and have a conversation with
2: him. Mm -hmm. Had they
1: done that, and then he refused because he started watching something else, that would be a whole different story.
2: No, I'm with you on that. So, I've been to like family events where like, you know some like my cousins like complaining about her husband she's like yeah I'm trying to talk to him and he's like got the game on and you know I'm saying stuff and he's just like looking around me at the screen and he's not even paying attention to what I'm saying and, I, and in my head I'm just like that's because you're talking in the middle of a sporting event like that's really fucking stupid again, ask him those questions afterwards
1: again it's it's not a movie you can't pause it it's, it's a live sporting mm-hmm. event It's it's happening now <laughs> there there are even commercials those are
2: a thing it's true Hmm. Uh, does anybody have any favorite parts
1: Um, it's hard to say because I like a lot of this movie
2: um, how do we feel about Salt and pepper showing up in the in, a, in an actual music video in the middle of the movie? That is so. Fu- it,
3: it, it's almost too much in, in a movie <laughs> that thrives on too much. It, I, I feel it goes like, on a little. Why long. are they dancing? Like why? Why are they dancing? though? I get why all the other people are dancing. It's a music video,
1: but but they don't have to dance. <laughs> Because they just when you, when you feel the beat, you just have to dance, and that's all there is to it. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd I, I feel that that scene went on a little too long. Um, that's probably part of like just trying to maybe the deal of getting Salt and Pepper to show up is that they you have to play the whole song or whatever. <laughs> but it's, uh, I, I felt that they could have done that a little less. But it was, and it's also one of those jokes I think that maybe just. Was probably a lot funnier in '92 than it is now. Mm. Back when people sat and watched music videos, and back when you know, salt and pepper existed.
2: Ouch! Shots fired at Salt and Pepper. Jesus.
3: Well, they, they don't this They did, played did they? the Decatur celebration last year.
2: What?
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, uh, that's unfortunate. I assumed that. I know <laughs> <were laughs> oh, it was. It was unfortunate. <laughs> I. I just assumed that they had gone their separate ways or they were, you know, somewhere happily retired together and just living off their 90s money. (laughs) I didn't realize they were still trying to do it.
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, I think it's pretty much... They just played nostalgia shows now. That's pretty much all it is.
1: Yeah. But that's... I don't know, we're on a bit of a tangent here, but that seems like it's... Like, if you're, like, a singer or songwriter and you're just going out there with your guitar and strumming along and chatting with the audience, it seems like those guys can just keep doing it forever. But when you're doing up there doing, like, the dances and stuff, and it's all... Like, none of it works if you're not doing the big dance numbering routines. So are they still traveling with, like, a dance troupe? Is that dance <laughs> troupe all, like... I
3: don't know. I I just said they played the Decatur Celebration. I didn't say I went to fucking see them. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I'm just I don't know if stuff. you guys can tell by my voice, but I'm not exactly the salt and pepper fan. That's
2: not well, my thing. Come fan. on, salt and pepper though. You didn't want to see him sing "Push It."
1: <laughs> no. No. Again, I may have wanted to see that in 1992. <laughs>
2: You're telling me. So, like, around here, Vanilla Ice came to town. And I didn't go. And I kicked myself for not going.
1: In 2009, I was in Vegas, and Vanilla Ice was playing. And we had already bought tickets to, like, go see a comedian or something. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those things where I'm like, I I really want to just tear up these tickets and get tickets to see Vanilla Ice instead. (laughs) But I'm like, I can't. Like... (laughs) Like, if these tickets had been comped, or even if they were part of a package, but I just, I specifically bought these tickets, and I just didn't know Vanilla Ice would be playing at the same time. I was so upset about it.
2: Uh, uh, Alright, anything else before we move on?
1: No, I mean, I think the movie is very, very funny. I if, if it, you have to be, you have to like John Ritter because he's really the focal point. But I don't know how you could not like John Ritter. So that's a guy that I don't think gets nearly enough respect for mm. how good he was at what he did. Yeah, he,
2: that's what I posted on Facebook. Like, I don't think we appreciated John Ritter enough when he was with us. Uh, <sighs>
1: it, it's sort of weird that there aren't like. Um, he didn't become like a like not tom hanks now but what tom hanks was in the 80s and early 90s where he when he was doing all those comedies like john ritter should have been doing that as well because he could have easily carried any of those movies that tom hanks did he could have been in the burbs
3: yeah I, i thought the funny thing is he always seemed to i think it it might have been like either him or his agent didn't seem to have much foresight because they did really good jobs of putting him in stuff that made him like a household name kind of person, but yeah. not stuff that made him a superstar.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Like, for all I know, he just liked getting home at five every night and didn't want jobs that forced him to travel the world to film in different places or whatever. So, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know that much about John Ritter.
2: I feel like he's got sort of like the Bob Paxton, or Bob, the Bill Paxton thing, where there's a movie on, and you're like, well, I don't know, I don't really want to watch this. But then you see Bill Paxton's name pop up, or John Ritter's, and suddenly your interest goes up by like 95%.
1: Yeah, that's true. Of course, it heavily depends what what kind of movie it is, which one of those guys you want to see, so...
0: Alright,
2: so what did everybody watch since last week? Oh man Watched a lot of
1: stuff <laughs> Yeah,
2: it was uh, gone
1: I was gonna say, uh, Noah took a week off Here we go
3: Jesus Uh, So I'm, I've decided to set the, the lady friend down And catch her up on all the uh, Marvel movies Since we have Disney Plus Oh <laughs> and, and, and just Just one or two movies a month It'll take a long time, but we'll get her caught up. Uh, so we've, we've only done Iron Man so far. Uh, and rewatching it, man, it was so good.
2: Mm-hmm. When I was going to do my rewatch before, uh, in-game, uh, I remember thinking like, man, this is way better than I remember it being. And I remember it being good, but it just ended up being like a lot better than I remembered.
3: Yeah, the yeah, I... only, I was going to say the only thing I didn't remember is robert downey jr looking so haggardy in it something about like he looks unclean <laughs> like, like he hasn't washed his hair in a, in a year or something i don't know what it is was well, I think it was the fact
1: then. that he, he he didn't wash his hair in the year leading up to that filming of that movie I like, think that's probably what it was yeah, I almost watched Iron Man, and I haven't watched it yet, because I know once I watch it, that's it. There I go. 20,
2: 22 movie commitment?
1: Yeah. And there's, like, a couple that aren't on there, so, like, when I get to them, I have to get up and leave, because I guess the... They're on Netflix. Spider-
3: oh, shit, you're right. Every every one of them that's not on Disney Plus is on Netflix.
1: Yeah but I don't currently have a streaming device This is what we were talking about before we recorded today I don't currently have a streaming device that does both
3: Fix it uh, So yeah So rewatch that I, I. The other thing is Why the fuck didn't John Favre Direct more movies in the MCU
2: Cause uh He got kind of pissed at him after uh Cause he wanted to wait a little bit Before he did Iron Man 2 And they kind of Forced him to do it sooner if he was going to do it. So oh. he he just kind of burned himself out through it. That's doing doing him so quick.
3: That's weird, especially since uh, you know uh, Happy keeps showing up in all the other movies. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I, I don't a... I don't think he was like pissed, like fuck Marvel. I'm never doing this again. It's just he had to do two of them, like, pretty quick, like, back-to-back, because I think he was supposed to do Avengers originally. And then he is just like, I just don't know if I could do this anymore. But, you know, kept showing up for, for the happy role, and then went and made some of his own personal movies, like, what was that movie, Chef or whatever. And uh, then came back uh, and did, like, what, Lion King or Jungle Book or whatever the fuck he's doing now.
1: Yeah, yeah. He he likes to do different things. So he's an artist type, right? Yeah. He's always seems to always have a TV show that he's hosting, even though <laughs> they're not ones that are widely watched.
2: <laughs> yeah, I used to love Dinner for Five.
1: That was the one I used to I used to actually watch a lot. Mm-hmm. I've even gone back now and watched old episodes on YouTube, where I'm like, it's dumb because they're. All the people are there promoting something that they're you know, clearly they were promoting it in the late nineties. So mm-hmm. I don't know why I need to watch that now, but I still enjoy the conversations. It's like a precursor to podcasting.
4: Mm-hmm. Oh.
1: Uh
3: yeah, so watch that. Uh I've been re watching uh The Muppets. The uh Specifically, the the TV show that they did, kind of in the style of The Office. Mm-hmm. Man, it was like it was so good. It and people were so pissed off about
2: it. Yeah, I thought it was good.
3: <laughs> I mean, I get that it was a little more adult and stuff, but I think that was the point—that it was for people who were into the Muppets as kids, wanting to see <laughs> Muppet stuff, you know.
2: The only thing that weirded me out about that is that was the first time they started removing the uh, the arm bars from, you know, the puppet part of it.
3: Oh, yeah. It,
2: it just kind of weirded me out. I'm just like, something's wrong. The puppet is moving its arms on its own. I don't like it.
1: Yeah, I feel like they shouldn't mess with the Muppets. They shouldn't They shouldn't even make new ones. Just use the old puppets. Get them out of the...
2: Clean them up a little bit. <laughs> it's like stuffings are falling out and shit.
1: That's fine. It's, it's like a, <laughs> that's how you know it's, it's authentic. authentic.
3: It'll end up looking like... Uh, oh, fuck. What's the name? Do you remember the name of the zombie puppet movie, Brian? You guys played it at
2: one of the... Uh, puppet Monster Massacre?
3: No, 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 no. It was called like something Heights.
2: Oh yeah, something with an M, but I don't remember what it is. Yeah,
3: god damn it! I wish I could remember that because I would recommend that to everybody. That that's a fucking great movie. (laughs) Uh, So, been rewatching that. I started rewatching X Men, which we were talking kind of at the beginning of the show. Mm -hmm. It's real good. It's, it's it's I think it's actually better than I remember it being because mm. I think as a child I did not appreciate what a fucking amazing thing that was that I was seeing on TV
2: now have you looked up the correct order to watch the episodes I haven't got starting that after far like
3: it? You, you know there's a, literally like two episodes that are out of order that's it like everybody's throwing mm. a big fit
2: it's two episodes this- the list I saw had a bunch of episodes that are even playing in the wrong season. Nah, I don't know.
3: Maybe I'll worry about it whenever I get up to those seasons, but...
2: Right.
3: I'm just not... I mean, what am I going to do? Spoil a fucking cartoon that I saw fucking 35 years ago? You know? <laughs> who, gives, who gives a fuck? People need to chill out. I mean, of all of the things with Disney+, Plus, that's the thing that people are pissed off about? Like, really? How, how about the fact that it keeps not tracking the episodes you fucking watched, so every fucking time you have to scroll through and figure out which episode you were on on the show? Or, I don't know if other people are having this problem, but I do it on Xbox, and if you let autoplay roll through, it, like, crashes. And then you can't watch the next episode. <laughs> hmm that drives me fucking insane yeah even if sometimes if you exit out shut off the app and go back in it'll let you watch that next episode but sometimes it won't so you have to go watch a different show because if you try to go back and watch the same show it'll be like this service isn't working right now god damn fucking Disney's, Disney's lucky it's only $7 a month if I was paying like $15 a month I would actually be really really pissed off but for, for that it's just a mild annoyance
2: mm. Okay this list does only list two uh, Two episodes being out of order I swear there was another right. list that I saw That had like at least six or seven Of them that were
3: Yeah it's just not It's just not a big deal It's just a couple things uh, And then In betwixt those I've been rewatching The Silver Surfer Cartoon as well because Silver Surfer Was kind of my favorite And and it's It's still really good As long as you like Silver Surfer comics I get it wasn't very popular And I get why it wasn't Because if you don't like Silver Surfer comics Mm -hmm. It seems weird It's a lot of a silver dude floating through space Giving long internal monologues (laughs) Like I understand why people don't like that But I do
2: Yeah I don't remember I don't think I watched it when it was on i was definitely way more into uh x-men and spider-man
3: yeah it's like i said it's real good especially if you if you like silver surfer stuff it's great like it's it's silver surfer and pip the troll going through space having adventures (laughs) like that's awesome uh so that that one's a huge recommend too uh, then I've I've been watching the Jeff Goldblum TV series, the the World According to Jeff Goldblum, which apparently mm. is already going to be done because he said something mildly irritating to a bunch of fucking neckbeards, so they threw <laughs> a bitch bed, and Disney <laughs> decided not to do anymore.
2: Uh, didn't he defend Woody Allen or something? I think
3: he said he all, all he said. Is that he would work with Woody Allen? Yeah. If, if Woody Allen was making another movie and somebody asked him to be in it, he would consider it. Hmm. That's it. That's that's all he said. And people are like, oh, the son of a bitch," you know. And it's like, "Fuck, fuck you guys!" Like, <laughs> I mean, take that. Listen, Woody. What Woody Allen did was gross, right? The stuff that I, I should say, the stuff that they that is a fact. Him marrying his like not in which it's even a misstatement people always say it was his adopted daughter which is not true it was his girlfriend's adopted daughter from a different marriage yeah and that is gross but it's that's it that's the end of it it's just gross and then the rest of the stuff is unproven in which people need to fucking just get used to that like if, mm-hmm. if you can't convict a guy And if you can't prove anything What, what are you going to do in his career based on a rumor They could do that with anybody That would mean anybody gets accused of anything ever We have to stop doing Movies with that person and Which would mean there would be no more movies Because all you'd have to do is get one Angry pissed off weirdo Accusing you of something and it's done But Who yeah. gives a fuck But it's yeah. it's an entertaining show It's whimsical because it's Jeff Goldblum, and he is a weird pixie of a human being that just. <laughs> Have you guys watched it yet?
2: Uh, it is on my list to watch, but I've not gotten to it.
3: Yeah, yeah, it is. It's fascinating. Episode one is about sneakers, and episode two is about ice cream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In the sneaker, the sneaker episode was a really good introduction because it's all about. Not not just about like tennis shoes, but about people who like collect them and stuff. Like people who are super into like Jordans and shit like that. They go to these swap meets and spend a bajillion dollars on a shoe. And but it's it's a topic that I would find wholly uninteresting until Jeff Goldblum gets involved. <laughs> <laughs> and now all of a sudden, I'm like, you know what? I could get into. <laughs> Maybe I should go buy Air Jordans. <laughs>
2: yeah yeah it's definitely a show that within pretty much just about anybody else on the planet i wouldn't be that interested but suddenly jeff goldblum's going to do all this i'm definitely like way more interested than i feel like i should be right
3: and it's just him and it's it's almost jeff goldblum doing like a nick Cajun style thing because it's it's Jeff Goldblum being Jeff Goldblum if that makes sense
4: mm-hmm.
3: so he's he's really enhancing the Goldblum <laughs> he's, he's more Jeff Goldblum than he is in normal life
2: I don't know it's hard to describe I just remember showing Amanda the trailer when it first came out and I'm like this is a show I think you're going to absolutely love and Jeff Goldblum came on the screen and I'm like it's just him traveling around the world doing stuff and she just looked at me and she's like fuck right yeah right (laughs) Uh, and then of course I've been watching
3: the Mandalorian Mandalorian Mm -hmm. it's so fucking good yeah
1: well would you guys want to save that discussion for the end so that we can uh, I'm sure we've all seen it we can uh...
3: sure yeah I'll do a little little spoiler free bit that is some genre bashing genius that fucking they're doing with that show <laughs> I just I, I the, the level the deep deep level of, of nerd bullshit that they hit me with with that show is really really they like pressed all my buttons I was like oh, <laughs> oh they got all of them <laughs> now I have to, this show is now my life <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, and then what? I know I watched other shit too. Oh, uh, we watched the the Lady and the Tramp live action. Fucking uh, Disney locking in their fucking IP on something for another hundred years. Bullshit. Yeah, it's okay. Mm. I mean, I would, I would say if you want to watch Lady of the Tramp, why don't you just fucking watch Lady? And the Tramp?
2: Yeah. <laughs> So I was never super into the original, so I'm not really super in really? excited I about it. this one.
3: I like most. I like most of the Disney cartoons. So, uh, and I think that's it. Right. I definitely didn't go see Doctor Sleep.
2: You motherfucker! <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs>
3: People people are so mad whenever you're like, yeah, I didn't go see it, and they're like, it's failing, and I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't I, mean I have to go see it.
1: My ticket's not going to save it.
2: Right. We'll get to this that. Doug, what did you watch?
1: Um. Well, you'll regret asking this. I watched the giant spider movie. <laughs> uh, itsy bitsy. Gross. So, uh, plot. The plot line is that a family moves into a new home and there's a giant spider there, which spends most of the movie kind of it's very Michael Myers like, it's just lurking, watching them, waiting for its opportunity to strike, and then they have to fight it. Uh, I had a great time watching this movie. I recommend everyone except Brian watch it. It was just super fun. Just there's a, there is a backstory we understand why there's a giant spider, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, but none of that really matters. The this nuclear radiation tough. No. Is it a oh. demon spider? Uh, Yeah, ish. It's like a cursed thing. Honestly, I didn't even pay attention. I don't care. It's like a cursed thing. It's a demon thing.
2: So. I, was so, I was so disgusted I walked away.
1: That's reasonable. But yeah, I mean, the, mo- the movie literally ends with like, it's like a mom and her kids move into this house and she's the nurse for this old man and the old man is the cause of the giant spider. And then the movie like, literally ends with the mom and the spider fighting it out. So, If that's not something you want to see, you shouldn't watch this movie, but it's something I want to see.
2: Gross.
3: Was, was the curse caused by the bad reviews for Eight-Legged Freaks and like David Arquette's weird disembodied uh, spirit vengeance ghost came and possessed a new spider?
2: He's not even dead.
1: I know he's not. I said disembodied.
2: Disembodied.
1: <laughs> That implies there's a body Like all you really did there was get eight-legged freaks add- added to the list for the next time Brian's not on the show. Oh, Damn it! I love that movie. Yeah, I know this movie is nowhere near that level of camp. It's much more along the lines of like a like, again, it's giant spiders stalking people. Like you can compare it to something like a child's play or something where there's just you're getting POV shots from the spider and you you know look it out from under the bed as people's legs are there and stuff. Yeah, it, I mean, I, it, it's super fun yeah like it's it's weird cuz it's and it's one of those movies like it's fun but it's not like there's nothing comedic about it it's not a lighthearted film it's just fun because it's a giant spider like and they're like oh i think there's something in the attic and you're like that's the spider i know what's up there and there's like a cat and they're like hey where'd that cat go and it's like i know where that cat went i
3: have a bad habit for some reason i like i like animal like murder movies, but for some reason I always end up missing them. Like, I never went and saw Crawl either, and I really want to see Crawl.
1: Crawl was super fun. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm sure I talked about it on the show when it came out, but it was, I mean, it was another one. It, it made no goddamn sense. It's like alligators, like hunting and people and shit. And you're like, that's not how it works, but look at them. Look at some new people showing up at Bay. They get eaten. There it is. They're getting eaten. Like, they're so fun. So, yeah, Itsy Bitsy was great. Um, mm-hmm. Calm down. I'm not making you watch it. <laughs> I almost put it on the list, and then I'm like, no, I'll just watch it by myself. Uh, and then, for reasons that even I don't understand, I decided to rewatch the 1998 teen horror film Disturbing Behavior, mm-hmm. starring like a cast that is I can't get over it's like James Marsden Katie Holmes, Nick Stahl Catherine Isabel fucking uh, who else is in it I don't know there's a couple other recognizable faces in it and I'm just like holy shit maybe that's why I rewatched it <laughs> um
2: so I don't think I've seen it since it first came out on DVD like right after it came out
1: yeah I don't think most people have seen it since then um, I, don't, I don't remember liking it. So, cause here's the thing about this movie: is like I thought all the teen angst stuff was gonna like annoy me as an adult watching it. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, it's just a bunch of teenagers complaining about. It's basically the Stepford Wives, but with teenagers. Um, and I thought like all oh, that's just gonna be a bunch of like, you should let kids rock out, man. And I thought that that it would get annoying, but it really doesn't. What gets annoying is that someone came along and chopped up this movie into all these weird parts and clearly, like, it, I ended up watching, like, uh, the Good Bad Flicks breakdown of it on YouTube and they break down, like, how many times this movie was recut and it's so obvious that the movie was just, just has stuff pulled right out of it. So you've got, like, this janitor character played by William Sadler who's like he's really good in the role but the whole thing is he's like kind of playing dumb and everyone thinks he's an idiot but he's actually quite intelligent and so uh, he knows a lot more than anybody thinks he knows about what's going on in this town and stuff but none of that matters in the final cut of the movie I'm sure somewhere in some script or something like him you know being revealed to be much smarter than everyone thinks he is matters but it doesn't. Um, you know, you've got this weird scene where, like, some of the teenagers go across the, the river to the next town and go to, like, an insane asylum, and they sneak in and they find, like, the one guidance counselor guy's daughter living there, and it's, like, it, it's almost inconsequential plot-wise, but it's ex- executed so well that you're, like like, it's a really good scene of these kids like creeping around this insane asylum and all these like crazy people around and stuff and you're like obviously the director knew what he was doing obviously the performances are there these actors can all do what they're doing so the I bet you if this scene mattered in the rest of the movie it'd be good and it's just frustrating that clearly somebody has come in after the fact and cut it up and from what I understand it was mainly for length purposes and stuff but I uh, I don't know. It's weird. It's just, just your classic case of like what could be a good movie, but studio interference seems to have ruined it. Mm. Great late '90s soundtrack, though. If you happen to enjoy
2: music from <laughs> 1998, so I do remember the soundtrack being played very frequently at parties that I used to have in my apartment.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, uh, it's all all sorts of like one-hit-wondery-type bands from 1998, so. Um, Yeah, so... What else did I watch? Oh, I watched the Netflix series Raising Dion. Have you guys heard of this one?
3: No. I've seen a
1: bit of it. Yeah, apparently it's based on graphic novels. It's basically single mom, kid starts to show superheroes. Su- like super heavy, starts to have superpowers, and they're trying to figure out why and everything. It was okay. Hmm. It's extremely mediocre. Um, it's one of those things that I think probably would have been considered good a few years ago, but now there's so much content out there that you're just like, eh. <laughs> I don't know if I can really recommend you take like eight hours of your time out to watch that. But how how far into it are you? I'm done.
3: Oh. I was getting ready to say. I'm, I'm trying to think of a way to say this that isn't spoilery. the The main villain is basically a uh, a whiny incel bitch. Yeah, um, and something about that just fucking irks me. I'm like, I don't want to fuck him Like, I just don't care. Like,
1: well, yeah, and I mean, look, the whole twist of where the main villain uh, when they reveal the villain and all that, is just, it's not executed particularly well you know um, I think I think the show is kind of maybe it's maybe a little late to the game like I think this idea of like a mom figuring out that her kid has powers and trying to figure out how to deal with and all that would have been interesting a few years ago and it's just not now because it's been done a few times there's also a lot of weird like little dropped things like so the characters are african-american and there's a whole thing where the kid gets in trouble at school and like basically somebody has to sit this kid down and explain to him he got in trouble for being black like he didn't do anything wrong (laughs) but when you're black kid in the fight you're going to get in trouble more than the white kid which is a perfectly valid point but they don't do a good job of editing it into the overall plot of the season or anything it's just kind of a thing that happens and I don't know it gets it it feels awkward and clunky so I don't don't know I I, kind of used that as a background show it took me a couple of weeks to get through the nine episodes or whatever and it was fine for that but I don't I can't say too much about it one of the main characters is played by John Ritter's kid So Ties into our main topic for the week Sweet Um And yeah After that I watched uh, Star Wars Cause <laughs> I'm working towards episode 9 So I watched episode 4 this week And the movie's pretty much perfect I did watch it through Disney+, Plus, and apparently if you watch it through Disney+, Plus, there's no way to get the opening crawl to be in English that I could find anyway. So, Really? The opening crawl was in French. And I'm, like, checking the language, and I'm like, no, it's all set to English. Uh, the rest of the movie's in English, just the opening crawl was in French. So, God damn. God damn, was, Disney Canada. I was fucking real lost, because how do you keep track of that movie if you don't have an opening crawl? <laughs> I will say like for some reason watching it I was just I was blown away at how perfect it is. I guess I forgot that it's just the way that they're able to set you into this existing universe and start telling a story that it, it does feel like everything has been going on for a while and it does feel like everything's going to continue to go on afterwards and all this stuff with like, like Vader and Obi-Wan it's like oh yeah you can really tell those guys have a history together even though the movie doesn't tell you what that history is really like a couple Mm -hmm. of lines of dialogue and then one you know mediocre sword fight but it's just it just really feels like it's part of something bigger even though it's a standalone movie with its own story that at the time wasn't part of anything else it's kind of fascinating how good it is so I don't know.
2: Yeah, I'd agree with that.
1: I think, I think, uh, until next week, this will be my favorite Star Wars movie. So, and then I'll <laughs> let you guys know. <laughs> let you guys know when I watch the, uh, the next one, whether it hold, whether that still holds true or not. It's. <laughs> but yeah, I, I will say that if, you, if if by some weird chance there's somebody listening to this that hasn't seen Star Wars in a while, you should watch it. It's a excellent excellent movie, and I. I, I don't know why I forgot how good it was. Empire Strikes Back is still the best one. We'll see. I told you, I'll tell you. We'll, we'll be discussing this next week.
4: <laughs>
1: but it's... Uh, I don't know. It, the, the problem... There's, there's two problems with Empire. which One is that it's just not a great standalone movie. Which is not... It's fine. It was never designed to be a standalone movie, so there's no reason why it should be. But that is an issue if you watch it on its own. And then the other issue is I still don't understand the timeline because it seems like Luke's on Dagobah for months and everybody else is in Cloud City for, like, the weekend, but yet somehow they meet up and everybody's just fine with that. (laughs) And I'm sure there's a website somewhere that has the answer for me, but I've never been able to quite understand how, what the timeline of the movie is hmm. yeah I don't know I think, the, I think it's one of those things where the movie is just so good that nobody wants to question it so everyone just lets it go
2: yeah, yeah I guess I never really thought about it before you got anything else?
1: that is it for
2: me alright uh, so I watched a 1980s movie called The New Kids from 1985 alright uh, this movie pretty much has everything from an 80s movie in it uh, yep. workout montage uh, Tom Atkins uh, James Spader playing a douche in high school yep um
3: Tom Atkins's mustache.
2: Tom Atkins's mustache. Uh and Becky. Um so Tom Atkins is barely in the movie. Like the opening credits aren't even done and then he's dead already. So he's like a army general, colonel, I don't know. I don't know what his rank is. But apparently he's getting he's going to be getting a medal for his work diffusing like a hostage situation so he goes to washington leaving his two kids at home uh by themselves who is uh and becky and then some other her older brother and then apparently the, the tom atkins and his wife die in a car accident on the way home so they end up going to live with their uncle in florida who has his own uh has his own amusement park called Santa's Funland. Yep. And so they. This, this
1: movie's great.
2: <laughs> so they start uh, working there, and then he's like, Yeah, we got you all set up over here. And basically, they're living in like a tin shack. Like, they're, the walls are all that, like, aluminum, like, tin siding that you would have, like, on a farm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, And they're fucking living in Florida? Like, that place has got to be unbearable. Uh, so of course they don't fit in. And it turns out there's like a local local group of ruffians led by James Spader that, uh, doesn't like them because they're new and has a bet with a friend of his that they can, uh, sleep with, uh, aunt Becky, whoever does it first. And so they try to hit on her. She keeps turning him down and then, uh, her, you know, brother steps in, tells him to knock it off. And then, uh, They start defacing the amusement park, and yeah, shit goes crazy by the end of the movie. Uh, First time watch for me. Uh, I picked it up like, like for like seven dollars on Amazon or something. This is a Mill Creek release. Uh, But yeah, I enjoyed it. It was good. I mean, it's like I said, it's pretty much everything you want in an eighties movie.
1: Did you mention who directed it?
2: Uh, Who did direct it?
1: It's from the director of uh, Friday the
2: 13th. Oh, yeah, Sean Cunningham.
1: That's that's why I watched it when I talked about it on the show months ago. Oh, you did? Yeah. (laughs) It was a super fun movie, though, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's all completely ridiculous, but you just look at it and you're like, you shrug your shoulders like, eh, it was the 80s. What are you going to do?
1: Exactly. It's it's a weird 80s logic of like things don't have to make sense. It's the same reason slashers are fun
2: mm-hmm. when
1: they're done well. It's just like, eh, it's, it's, it's not quite logical, but that's all right. <laughs> uh,
2: so then after that, I got bored. And so I was like, well, let's see what's on Shutter, And I found the movie Blood Harvest specifically the jo- Joe Bob Briggs episode where he covered Blood Harvest. Uh, and Blood Harvest is a... is a... I guess you'd call it a slasher... Yeah, a slasher movie that also stars Tiny Tim, dressed up like a clown throughout most of the movie, and just being a weirdo. So, girl comes home from college doesn't understand why her parents aren't home and then of course her creepy uh, creepy ex-boyfriend shows up she lets him know that she's, she's engaged now and uh, he's not happy about it and apparently Tiny Tim is his brother and all of her friends start getting killed off one by one um, yeah it's a weird movie it's a very weird movie. Makes no sense whatsoever. Um, the lead actress gets naked a lot, which is not horrible. Um, but yeah, it's very strange. But uh, watching it, the Joe Bob Briggs version is awesome, because he just talks about how weird it is in between each segment. And then uh, he had the so the, uh, the tiny Tim's uh, biographer on, and they were just talking about tiny Tim in general. And he asked him like, uh, so what did tiny Tim think of blood harvest? And his biographer is like, well, we can, uh, I can, uh, tell you specifically by showing you this clip and it's video footage of tiny Tim at a party at his friend's house where they are watching uh, Joe Bob Briggs from his movie movie channel show talking about Blood Harvest. <laughs> and so it's basically Tiny Tim reacting to Joe Bob Briggs talk about Tiny Tim in Blood Harvest. And he's just going like, oh, yeah, this guy's really important. He's, oh, yeah, this is fantastic. <laughs> and, you know, Joe Bob rattling off like, oh, yeah, this movie is based off of, like, Ed Gein or something, and Tiny Tim's like, how did he know that? Just being, like, amazed with Joe Bob's commentary. (laughs) It's such a weird video. So then Joe Bob starts getting weirded out because he's like, so essentially I'm watching Tiny Tim watch me watch Tiny Tim in Blood Harvest. (laughs) He's like, yeah, pretty much. Uh, so weird movie only recommend the Joe Bob version because I don't know if I can sit through this as like a serious watch (laughs) it's such a weird movie
3: well Tiny Tim is inherently terrifying
2: yeah yeah they talk about (laughs) they talk about uh, how he always wanted to be in a horror movie and then he was in this one and then never in anything else so strange um and then for the second time I went and saw Dr. Sleep because more people need to be going to see this movie because it's fucking awesome and everybody I went to see it with uh thought it was amazing so you're all a bunch of losers for not going to see this movie in theaters just letting you all know
3: Listen, Martin Scorsese was right I'm just in it for the spectacle now It's not a big enough spectacle for me to go to the theaters there's,
2: there's a lot of spectacle You're gonna miss out
1: I just haven't had time I don't know why you're so don't angry with me about that Not an
2: excuse, I've seen it twice You should make time to go see it once
1: well, I had to watch the movies for the podcast
2: No No If you, uh, like, I didn't watch any of the movies, I'd be like, damn it, Doug. And you're like, but I went and saw Dr. Sleep. I'd be like, okay, that's fair. I would have
1: watched Dr. Sleep instead of Mom and Dad Save the World. (laughs) As soon as I looked at the cast listing for Mom and Dad Save the World, I knew I'd like Dr. Sleep more. (laughs) I will say this. There's a, a thing going on on the Internet where all of you people who like Dr. Sleep are, like, yelling at the rest of us for not seeing it. Yeah. but there's a whole other thing going on where right? there's a lot of people who don't like it so like, I'm glad you're enjoying it that's
2: and they're fucking a stupid. good
1: thing but not, not everyone thinks it's great. not everyone thinks I should be spending my time on it
2: well I do and that's the most important uh, most important opinion in your life I'm just telling you okay. <laughs> I'll keep <that> <laughs> you, know,
3: you know what the truth is I think I think part of the reason why I don't have much enthusiasm for it is I think it chapter two. I I think uh, it chapter one I was finally like oh okay they're back to making uh, not shitty Stephen King stuff, and then like kind of fell off again.
2: Yeah, but it's Michael Flanagan. He does awesome Stephen King adaptations. Hmm.
3: I'll see it eventually.
1: I think, yeah, take everything Noah just said and I'll remind you I'm the one that saw the Pet Cemetery remake in theaters and I think that might be why I'm not seeing this. <laughs> and again, I, I'm not actively avoiding it. It's just having three hours of free time coincidentally when the movie's playing hasn't happened yet. John Lithgow. Sometimes that is better. Here's a brief glimpse of some of the truly fine pictures we've scheduled in the near future.
2: Alright, so what are we watching next week, Doug?
1: Um What did I pick? That was me that picked that, wasn't it? Oh yeah. Since uh since next week is Thanksgiving, and since Thanksgiving usually happens on the main floor of the house, I thought we would uh <laughs> we would we would watch Don't Look in the Attic and Don't Look in the Basement.
2: That is the worst setup ever. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know what to tell you uh, We Okay, the real reason is that we uh, Have to do next week's show a little early Because we usually record on Thursday nights And those two movies are both on 2 beat. Therefore I know we can all access them easily And nobody will have trouble finding them And therefore we can watch them in a short turnaround time
2: Fair enough
3: I feel like there's some kind of a joke about don't look in the oven don't look in the refrigerator
1: (laughs) i i don't i don't see that i don't know that that joke exists so i bet i
3: bet it's there i bet it's got something to do with deviled eggs are for guests Uh,
1: i think i think the the joke is more like if you want to be able to get along with your family you know don't talk about politics don't go looking for those secrets you know don't check what's in the attic don't check what's in the basement think that's where the joke lies but I don't know I can't figure out a way to make it actually funny <laughs> oh,
3: it's a whole goddamn crate of MAGA hats <laughs> mm. why
1: do you have these <laughs> oh he's upset about that don't look in the basement that'll be the conversation like uh, look how upset he is about what he found in the attic don't look in the basement for sure
2: <laughs> all right um so look forward to that next week. Uh, since we're getting ready to talk about the Mandalorian and I realized that I forgot that we actually had a piece of voicemail or not voice piece <laughs> of a uh, piece of email, uh, which the subject line is the Mandalorian from our good buddy Kent in Terre Haute.
1: So you did not forget you saved it for when we were going to
2: discuss. Yeah, totally. Totally.
1: If if he
3: says anything bad
2: about the Mandalorian, I'm going to be
1: very
3: upset.
2: <laughs> Um Well, here we go. Uh, I said, "Hey guys, I'm writing this without a plan, so pardon the scattered thoughts." Have you watched the first episode of The Mandalorian? Question mark. hmm Pretty sweet, yes. right? Question mark.
1: Yes. <laughs> so far, so good. Uh, he said, <laughs> "End of email."
2: So, <laughs> but, but was I the only one hearing this when the final fight broke out? Which he had tapped uh, a clip of says "Miss N- New Booty" by Bubba Sparks. I don't know. I-, I didn't click on. I don't know how we're supposed to insert this into into this conversation.
1: Um, yeah, the key would have been for us all to listen to it beforehand.
2: Yeah, but. and I would not known what he's talking about. I've already forgotten what we were talking about at the beginning of this episode. So That's
3: Miss New Booty.
2: I don't know. Uh, he says, I've been enjoying the casting choices so far. Hopefully to see more familiar faces. Uh, also Lizzie Kaplan is killing it on castle rock. Great performance, which I will agree with. Uh, Lizzie Kaplan is playing Annie Wilkes on this season of castle rock. And she's done an awesome job of tailoring some of her physical movements to Kathy Bates from misery. And, uh, yeah, she's doing a fantastic job. Uh, any plans to watch Blood Freak and or Thanksgiving this year? So on either one of your uh, watch lists.
1: No, it's not even Thanksgiving for me, so I can't watch those movies.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: I was going to watch Blood Freak on the real Thanksgiving, but I forgot to.
2: Mm. Speaking of which, Doug... How do Canadians get anything accomplished in winter? It's bad enough in Indiana, but I just imagine you all having to chisel a trail out of your houses with an ice pick. Anyway, hope you all have a happy turkey day, gobble gobble motherfuckers, cat. So how do you get out of your house in the winter?
1: I do not own an ice pick, but I have several shovels right outside the front door that I have to keep there just in case. Oftentimes you shovel and then you go to work and then you come home and you shovel again.
2: Uh, do you have one at the end of your driveway? In case you got a shovel into your driveway?
1: Uh no, but I have had to park and then like trudge through the snow up to the house and get a shovel and go back to my car so I can dig my way into the driveway. That's always fun. Uh Bad and times. then, you as, as soon as you finish shoveling, then the plow comes by, and then you got to go shovel the end of your driveway again.
2: <laughs>
1: so the plow always blocks you in.
2: Sons of bitches!
3: Yeah, you uh, get health care. Shut the fuck up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Uh, all right, so Mandalorian. This is the first time Noah gets to talk about it. Yeah. So Noah, what did you think of The Mandalorian? So good. All right. Well, thanks, um, everybody. Uh, thanks for checking it out.
3: <laughs> I don't know. I, like I said, I, I think it's interesting the way they're like playing with genres and stuff. So episode one is was basically a Clint Eastwood, man with no name, um, mm-hmm. man in black slash western Mm-hmm, yeah. Right, right down to the the impossible shootout at the end of the movie. You know what I mean. Uh, and then episode two is obviously a lone wolf and cub film, which is more like a samurai film. And I don't, some something about that, and in, in the fact that it flows from one to the next, even though it's a different, they're playing with different genre tropes and stuff, and it still all works.
2: Yeah, but didn't they say basically Westerns were just American samurai movies anyway? Well, they are. Yeah.
1: yeah. That works. What I like about the show is that it works on the level you're discussing it on, and it also works on people are just watching it and picking up on like the fun cameos and the Indiana Jones references and stuff like that.
3: <laughs> so...
1: I, I will tell you
3: this We've got through two episodes And he hasn't taken the helmet off And that makes me so fucking happy It's ridiculous Yeah I just If he ever takes the helmet off I might lose interest in the show And quit watching it. I need mm-hmm. him to never take the helmet off Ever
2: Yeah the smart play is just Never take the helmet off Right We'll see how If Disney lets that happen
3: And I like the I like the fact that they're Very slowly Kind of introducing this new uh, Mandalorian lore that they're kind of tacking in, because mm. God, God knows what the fuck it is now. Because be I don't know if you guys know this about Mandalorians, but the canon is real fucked up. Like <laughs> because they were in some of the books, and then they decided, well, I don't like that, and then they were in some other stuff, and they decided I don't like that, and then they introduced some shit in the TV shows, the the like Rebels and all that. In which that's all fucking dumb but now they're doing this version and this version seems to be better
2: yeah yeah, I don't really know that much about the Mandalorians like Amanda was the- asking, asking me before like we started watching it she's like okay so wh- what are the Mandalorians and I just sat and thought about it I'm like you know what I don't think I really know
3: I know okay. Boba Fett
2: and that's about it
3: So the important thing Boba Fett not a Mandalorian Yeah
2: he stole his his armor armor,
3: Yeah yeah his armor is Mandalorian Armor but he is not a Mandalorian Hmm. Uh, In the In the older canon stuff In the comic books and stuff The Mandalorians Aren't a race exactly Mm -hmm. You know what I mean They're not like a species Instead they're more like A culture So anybody can like get infused into their society and become one kind of Mm -hmm. although generally it's only children like adults don't usually become Mandalorians (laughs) but it's it's hard to it's real hard to explain because it's got to do with like honorable combat and a lot of weird hierarchy stuff and it's all real vague you know what I mean they like to keep it vague so that you're always kind of guessing but you know their leader is always called Mandalore
2: (laughs) Mm. see I think I told her from the best of my ability to you know put it all together that uh, like that like uh, Viking culture was similar like that's what pops into my head to compare it to kind of but even, yeah, I'm like, it's not, yeah, I like what you said. I'm like, it's, it's not, they're not like a race. They're not like a religion per se, but, yeah. I See,
3: like, I, I would call it, I would call it a religion. I would mm-hmm. just say it's not a uh, deistic religion. It's more like, uh, yeah. Like yeah, Buddhism, I, if Buddhists were really, really, really into armor and weapons, mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, well, I, I was more thinking like it's more than a religion. Like it's not just like what we would think of a religion. There's like all this other, like you were talking about, sort of tribal aspect to a bunch of it.
3: Yeah, essentially. And if, depending on what's canon, in which once again we don't know what's canon, although they did reference that there aren't a lot of Mandalorians left in the in the old canon stuff, their home world was destroyed. Like Mandal- Mandalorian society was completely essentially wiped out. And so one of, one of the rumors is what they're doing is so these people aren't actual Mandalorians. They're like a new group who has adopted Mandalorian stuff and are rebuilding it. Hmm which would explain any differences and stuff, but yeah. well, we'll see that the first episode, whenever he gets the, the, the Bacar steel in, in the first thing they do is make him a new single pauldron out of it. I was like, that is mm-hmm. the fucking best thing. Cause that shit's like, I, I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of like, uh, in the movies, we've never actually got to see a Jedi construct their lightsaber. Yeah. Which is a big thing in the comic books and the, the, legend canon stuff and, and in this you know you do get to you that's kind of what it is for a Mandalorian to, to get a piece of you know Bacar steel fucking armor is is a big deal
4: hmm.
3: nerd shit <laughs> uh <laughs> I don't know how I feel about uh, a super powerful baby Yoda. I, yeah. I, I kind of liked it better whenever it was just a weird little baby Yoda before they made it into a Jedi baby Yoda. Well, yeah. I
2: mean, to be fair, he's 50, so...
1: Yeah. Right. Well, it, you know, we don't really... We don't know how powerful it is, right? It was able to use the Force in a moment of extreme tension but we don't know how how much control it has and stuff like that Yeah. yeah
2: and then it passed out for like two days
1: Yeah, as a parent, watching the baby sleep for two days really made me jealous. I, was like, oh.
3: I, I I can tell you this. Somewhere, George Lucas is in a room screaming and throwing stuff at a wall because he never, ever, 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 ever wanted them to do anything about Yoda's species.
1: Yeah, I don't know about that. Because he's... Like, they've been calling him and asking him questions about stuff. And I think he's maybe got... You know, I, not that he has a lot of control anymore, but I bet he gets some say in stuff. And I don't, no, I don't know. I think everyone, uh, I think everyone thinks too much about what about George Lucas. I think he's. I was like, I was going like, to the, say, his,
3: historically, some of the stories about him reacting to stuff with other people using the Yoda species in things has been pretty epic.
1: Yeah, but that was also when he was. Running this whole thing, right? You mean, know, the right, boss. Right.
3: Well, I think the whole reason why, why they're doing it is he doesn't have control anymore.
1: Yeah. Because there's like, if when you watch Star Wars through Disney Plus, it's been re edited again. And apparently that was George Lucas. He did the extra couple of little tiny edits before he turned the movie over to Disney. sir <laughs> sure. That's what you just said that the rumor i've heard is that basically that's why he did it was to piss people off because he's like it's just one last chance on my way out the door just stick it to the internet nerds who are going to badmouth me all the time because none of the changes that i've known
3: matter i was gonna say i don't i don't think there is a filmmaker that i have less respect for than george lucas in his never-ending tinkering and then insisting that no one ever see the older versions of the film ever again. Like, Yui Yui fucking Bull has more fucking respect as a filmmaker. Calm down. Calm down.
1: (laughs) Jesus Christ.
3: Absolutely not. I'm 100% serious. He's a fucking hypocrite, and he's kind of a piece of shit. I'm glad he made the movies he made, but George Lucas can eat a bag of dicks. Okay.
1: You don't need to call him a piece of shit He has agreed to donate his Disney money to charity And he does Build fucking affordable okay. housing Right next to rich people neighborhoods Just to piss the rich people off I
3: will, I will amend my statement He's a charitable piece of shit <laughs> I don't
1: know I Because I, I agree with your frustration About the older versions Not being made available I don't understand the logic behind that But other than that, I don't... I I, I think you're overreacting to everything. Like, all the special edition stuff, I know people get frustrated by it. I don't know, lots of... No artist ever looks at their work and considers it done. I think most writers, if they had a chance to re-release their book, would make some changes. I think most filmmakers would do it. He just has the opportunity and the control to do it.
3: Right, but, but how many of them would release the new version and then order all of the older version burned... And then tell everyone they can never look at the old version again Yeah, no,
1: and I agree That part's frustrating to
3: me that's, but... that's what I'm saying And it's not just that And it's the fact that every time somebody brings it up And that, that he's he's just a fucking dick about it and he, and he almost, now he almost does stuff out of pure spite Because people told him they don't appreciate him doing that
1: Yeah, no, I think that's why he does it But, I don't know we're all spiteful people It's kind of a natural human instinct And when you're in a powerful position You get to be more spiteful
3: Spielberg's on the list next If that motherfucker doesn't get away from Indiana Jones in a hurry
1: I'm, I'm sure he's shaking in his boots About your opinion of him dropping mm-hmm. So He should
2: Hey remember Mandalorian The thing we all said we really liked Yeah it's so good let's No talk it has about to that.
3: make
1: it be an neg- <laughs> Angry thing
3: you remember, you remember whenever he attacked the Sandcrawler and he, and he fucked up all the fucking Jawas
1: <laughs>
3: Yep You know what my only complaint about that episode is He didn't kill more Jawas
1: <laughs> a little anti-Jawa rhetoric coming here. I am, I'm a little uh, anti-Jawa
2: You didn't appreciate I... that they made him risk his life To go get a furry egg Just so they could break it open <laughs> and eat it In front of him <laughs> Right
1: Apparently it's a tasty egg. What do you do? Uh,
3: and with the weird yellow sludge in the egg, did uh, was that a fucking phantasm reference? I don't think so. You don't think so? Because I was like, just just because of it being the solid mustard yellow paste, and then you know the little people in the brown robes, and I don't know, it was very phantasmy to me.
1: It might have been.
2: Just looked very yoky.
3: Him fighting Him fighting that big fucking uh, Mega Rhinoceros or whatever the fuck it was (laughs) So fucking awesome It was ridiculous (laughs) Especially the fact that it was just Beating the shit out of him
1: (laughs) I liked that in the second episode because the first episode he's kind of this superhero character and I like that they brought him down a peg you know mm-hmm. sure he can kill a, J- a Jawa but you get enough Jawas together they can stop him and you know similarly he can't fight a giant rhino thing without getting the shit kicked out of him I thought those were those were right decisions
3: here's here's the question do you guys think season 1 is going to end with the appearance of IG-88
1: I don't know. I don't see any reason why it would, but maybe.
3: I don't see... I think IG-11 was foreshadowing.
1: You just think there'll be different IG units showing up until we get to 88?
3: (laughs) No, I don't necessarily think other ones are going to show up, but I think that whenever everybody saw the trailer, that's where everybody's mind went, is that it was going to be IG-88, because he's kind of the end-all, be-all of Assassin Droids. And... I don't. I feel like what what a better fucking enemy to put up against this guy who's kind of you know a stone cold badass than to have a very literally stone cold badass coming after him. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I was kind of open for Bosk personally, but I don't. I don't think we're gonna see that.
1: I mean, I think they're leaving themselves open for him to run into a bunch of other characters. Whatever they feel like doing over the next several episodes.
2: Trust me, at this point, whatever they're planning on doing, I'm completely down for, so...
3: Initiating (laughs) self-destruct.
1: Yeah. I I do have to say, I think episode two was basically a filler episode. Like, plot-wise, not a lot advanced. And I think maybe it really felt like episodes one and two were one big long episode and they're like, eh, just make it into two so that we can have maybe because maybe they thought the length was better or maybe they, whatever.
3: You know. You don't you don't think as much plot advanced in the second episode as the first episode? Right. Because I was going to say, the first episode, the only two pieces of plot advancement was gets a bounty, finds a baby Yoda. Other than that, it's all...
1: Yeah, but I mean, it shoot, was the int- it was the introduction of the character, it was, you know, all that. Second episode was pretty much my ship got wrecked, put my ship back together, leave. So like I, said, I wouldn't be surprised if that was written as one big long episode and they didn't want to make it the full hour long or whatever, and maybe they added in some stuff to stretch it into two. But... I enjoyed both episodes. I'm not complaining about it. If that's what filler looks like, then I'm fine with it.
3: I just yeah. I man, I love the fuck that he just kills motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, we we talked about this last week when you weren't here, but I love that in the Star Wars universe, it's just okay to kill anyone who's not a main character, and that's just fine. Like, you just do that, even though these are, like, kid-friendly shows. Because even in, like, I started watching the Rebels cartoon, and even in that, they're just, like, killing motherfuckers all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, throwing people off cliffs and shit. Great, yeah. Like, there's one, like, it's, like, season one, episode two of Rebels. There's a scene where, like there's a fight scene in the one like head bad guy is hanging and there's a stormtrooper like hanging beside him. And the stormtrooper says something he doesn't like, and he just kicks him in the face and knocks him off. Like whatever building they're hanging from. <laughs> and you're just like, this is a kid's cartoon. eh? Like it says TV seven in the ratings area. <laughs> like, I explained that episode one. He name? cuts that dude in half with that door. Yeah. Yeah. It, and that's not the guy he's after like that's just a guy who's there coincidentally but again if you're not a main character in Star Wars you can just die if this were Star Trek they would just be distributing so many red shirts
3: to just
4: so many people
1: (laughs) all the time I just I
3: think I think Disney was smart because it's basically Disney doing a show where they're like listen this is this streaming service we're not doing it for like adult adult content but we can push that envelope pretty fucking hard yeah.
1: Well, and I think the thing that people love about The Mandalorian is that it just it feels like Star Wars again. And mm-hmm. you have to kind of use a 70s sentimentality to get back to that original feel. That's what people want, right? People want it to feel like Star Wars, and therefore you can't can't kind of disneyfy it to try to make it, you know, politically correct and have death and reduce the violence if you do that people are going to say it's not Star Wars
3: yeah I will say the one one thing I'm a little disappointed with but but it's not like it's I'm griping about it but uh, is them giving the little tiny uh, mini Yoda force powers because I was kind of hoping This show was going to be a Okay well here's the Star Wars universe And let's tell This really really engaging story That doesn't all revolve around A force user you know what I mean (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. But again He had his force powers powers A little bit and then he had to sleep For two days so Now they're gone again until maybe The climax of the season or whatever Because even Rogue One, like, yeah, they didn't have Jedi in it, but they had Force users in it over there.
3: Right. But, but it didn't – the whole story did not revolve around that is what I'm saying. Correct. And, 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 and now be, is, because it's... of this, this story does revolve around a Force user. Not not his use of the Force, but, but the fact that there is a little – he's essentially a Jedi baby monkey. Like <laughs> protect the Jedi baby monkey.
2: It was pretty awesome seeing him eat a frog.
3: <laughs> yeah, yep. Spit it out! <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> There's a <laughs> once again ran- random stuff that you guys probably don't care about, but they make references to that in the comic books. That apparently all of the other Jedi were always disgusted by the things Yoda would eat. <laughs> like it never tells you it never specifically says what his diet was but they all described it as disgusting
1: well, it's it's one of those fun things when you have a species interacting with other species is, yeah of course they're going to have different habits oh it's so good right. I, I do You know what I just gotta say I love the fact that There's Star Wars stuff out there now that's kind of Like universally loved Because It's, it's just more fun To be a Star Wars fan When everybody likes it Than it is When people don't like it
3: mm. Well yeah Especially suppose since The last stuff's been Kind of I would call it Spotty at best
4: yeah, well, with, the with the
3: exception of Rogue One, I think Rogue One was like a fucking slam dunk. But,
1: yeah. but no, but it every, like, everything like, else, man. like a like a lot of people loved Episode Seven. Think it's the best thing ever. Some people don't. Some people think it was too much of a retread. And all that stuff. Like it, it's not. I'm not so much saying that I'm glad that the Star Wars is back because I like this so much better than I like the other things. I've liked almost everything that's happened, but. Mm-hmm. I'm just glad that it's universally accepted So I don't I can Fucking log into Facebook And not have to be in And right away into an argument With somebody about it It's just
2: Yeah no, I agree
1: Yeah I I can honestly say I don't think
3: I've seen a single person Say they don't like this This uh Show yet
1: I honestly think the comments You've made tonight Are the most negative comments I've heard about this show
3: (laughs) (laughs) And I see And I don't even think they're negative they're just observations, you know what I mean? Like maybe maybe stuff that if if I was God I would change, but that doesn't make it any less good.
1: Well Again, that's the most negative thing I've heard and that makes me feel happy. Now next week, fifty percent of the people on my Facebook feed gonna hate the show just to piss me off.
2: <laughs> Probably. There's gotta you know you know what the,
3: the only bad thing about watching a show that's coming out of the gate so hot eventually there has to be a bad episode <laughs> it's true, it's true. none of us none of us know when it's going to happen <laughs> it could be the next episode or it could be two seasons from now we don't know <laughs> but it's going to happen and you're going to be like oh
2: it is good to know too that something you end up enjoying this much that they're already filming season two right now.
1: Yeah. We'll see. I don't I'm hoping that season one isn't doesn't end on the cliffhanger. I don't especially because this is the first, like, original series on Disney Plus. Cause Netflix is bad for that and I, I hope they don't do that here. I hope that they're not gonna get caught up in that.
3: I would like them to do some kind of maybe over-plot that could span a couple seasons, but if if they just did it where each season is a contract, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, And it's just him resolving that con- kind of like what they do with uh, BBC shows, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where their stuff carries over, but it's all self-contained.
1: Yeah, I think you want the seasons to be self-contained, but I have no problem with there being like recurring characters from season to season or something that happened in the past season kind of comes back to haunt him in the new season that kind of stuff you just want your main plot line resolved at the end of the season
3: i just i just want to see him kill a bunch of stuff that's all, I know. That's all.
1: if he just travels planet to planet and kills a new thing that we recognize from a previous movie every time right
3: next next week fighting a rancor so was I the only one I know this is a fucked up weird stupid thing but uh, he's on the desert planet and you see that cave he's going into and you know there's bones and stuff and for a second I was going is he going into the Sarlacc's butt (laughs) (laughs) is that what what this is is this the Sarlacc's butthole (laughs) like five
1: miles away to answer the question you started with yes you were the only one
3: I don't think so. I bet there was at least two other people.
1: <laughs> who went? God,
3: I hope that's not a sarlax bottle.
1: <laughs> so if you uh if you're at home and you're listening to this and you're one of those other two people email in and let us know so that we can block your email address so we never have to hear from you again.
3: <laughs> you can just email in to let me know that like there are other people who have those random thoughts. <laughs> Sarlacc butt! Jesus Christ! Well, it was because I was looking. I was looking at the cave opening, and it looked kind of organic, kind of like the uh, the tunnel that they they fight the the uh, minox and stuff in in episode four. And and then as he awesome. goes in, it's kind of swampy, and there's a bunch of bones and stuff. And I was like, this is a Sarlacc butt." <laughs> That's what's going on here. He's 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 giving checking the old Sarlax prostate. This is weird.
1: All right, we should have ended the show a while ago.
4: Please remember to replace the speaker on the post when you leave the
0: theater. And now, folks, it's time to say good night.